Yeah. Check it. Yeah. We in this together. A spell when night is a warrior fighting for justice. We can never be silent, so yeah, we causing a ruckus. Lift our voices up to bring injustice down. Speaking truth to power. We loving the sound, undaunted by the fight, love is all we need. It's time to clear out the air so we all can breathe. Ain't no stopping us, we stick together. This bond is gonna last forever, marching every day until we free. That's our buried treasure. You're now listening to For the Record, a Blue Records miniseries. Welcome back to For the Record, everybody. My name is Ty Livingston. I'm a senior dance performance and choreography major, film and visual culture minor from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm the head archivist. Hey everyone, my name is Kiara Barton. I'm a senior international studies major, French minor from Chandler, Arizona, and I am the archivist intern. Hey everyone, my name is Alicia Furman. I'm a sophomore political science major, and I'm an archives intern. Hi everyone, my name is Macy Baines. I'm an international studies major, comparative women's studies minor, senior from Ellicott City, Maryland, and I'm also an archivist intern. Today we'll be discussing HBCU culture, and for a guest, we have Olivia Musoke, the current captain of Mahogany in Motion. Thank you for being here, Olivia. Thank you for having me. I'm a senior economics major from Spelman College, and this is my second year serving as captain of Mahogany. Okay, before we really dig into the conversation, I just want to do a mental health check-in to see how everybody's doing before we start homecoming and after midterms. I'm doing really good. I'm feeling really happy and relieved that midterms are over and just super excited and looking forward to homecoming this upcoming week. Yes, I'm super excited. It's going to be my first homecoming where I actually see what it was like before the pandemic, if we'll ever get back to that. So I'm super excited. I'm excited as well. Homecoming just after midterms is a nice break. It's a nice little fun time to have. So I'm excited to see everyone, the events, the outfits. I think it's going to be a good time. I'm super excited, gearing up for a pretty heavy week since homecoming is the biggest game of the year. But my birthday's tomorrow, so super excited about that as well. Once again, happy early birthday. And yeah, I am very excited for this homecoming week. Your girl needs a break. And yeah, I'm just really excited to, you know, dress up and be with my friends and listen to music. So let's dig into it, y'all. Recently, the emergence of a Black majorette team at University of South Carolina, a historically predominantly white institution, has caused quite a stir in their lack of reference to historical Black dance lines at HBCUs. Some HBCU alum and current students see it as an example of Black culture being modified to fit into white spaces and as a blatant disregard of the history of majorette teams and dance lines at HBCUs. What are your thoughts? I think people's concerns and hesitancy to bring majorette dance and other aspects of HBCU culture to PWIs are really, really valid and they're coming from a really real place. And I think they're rooted in our experiences of our culture constantly being exploited and not being appreciated. And I feel like at HBCUs, we know majorette dance and other aspects of our Blackness are appreciated. But when we kind of branch out to a PWI, we don't necessarily know how they're going to be received. But I also do think that there are a lot of barriers to it being able to attend an HBCU, and they aren't necessarily the most accessible whether that's financial barriers or like housing or mental health challenges or inaccessible transportation. I don't think that our schools or HBCUs are necessarily accessible to everyone. 
So I think it's important that people are able to create community and make community and stand in their culture wherever they go. And in this case of the major at dance team, I think it's super cool and important that a Black woman is standing in her art and doing something that is making her feel empowered. So yeah, that's just my perspective. I completely agree. To go off of your last statement, initially when the team went viral, a lot of the people that I dance with or that I know in like the dance line community didn't really have a problem with it. They were excited to see, you know, another Black woman enjoying herself and expressing herself through art and creating a space that she didn't have. Our only hesitance was, you know, the same concern about the expected exploitation of this traditionally Black thing. And we wanted to make sure that she was educated on the style and its history and wasn't just kind of taking something trendy that she saw and then kind of introducing it in this white community incorrectly. So now that they've gotten all this recognition and, you know, she's done something super revolutionary at her PWI and is getting hate because Black people want to gatekeep, that story to me is really skewed. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. I definitely agree with you all. I second the idea that I think that this is a revolutionary kind of inclusion into PWIs, specifically SCU. I think that she did it for good reasons. And I think coming from that and just reaching back and including the history, like you said, is important. And the culture behind it is really what I hope to see that they do at SCU. I don't think that it's something that should be kept. But yeah, I feel like a lot of times Black associations or Black groups at PWIs do include Black culture and HBCU culture in different ways. So having a majorette team like this at a PWI is definitely something that I support if, again, done in the right way, where it's given the credit and history that it deserves. I completely agree. I definitely think that it's important not to gatekeep HBCU culture like this because like Phyllis said earlier, not everybody can come to HBCU. Like everybody's circumstances is different. And I love that people who go to predominantly white institutions can, you know, see like an all black dance team or see some HBCU culture when they might not have been able to access it otherwise. And as long as, you know, the legacy of majorette dancing is acknowledged and we give credit where credit is due, I guess. I just think that that's very important. And as long as that happens, I really don't see why anyone would have a problem with it. I think all of your answers bring up a really good question of who HBCU culture is really geared towards. Because when I think of majorette dance teams and dance lines, it's a specific style of dance. And I don't think that some audiences have the cultural context to understand what's going on. But as Black people, we do because it is derived of us. So I found myself kind of like, kind of disappointed with the outrage coming from the community. I understood it and I understand that it's very important to give credit, but I feel like we shouldn't gatekeep HBCU culture from our own people because we are all Black. And like you guys said, HBCUs are not always accessible to all Black people. And I feel like it's important to keep that in mind. And I'm an avid believer. I study dance. I study choreography. I study theory that's like intertwined with both of those. And I believe that Black dance should be available to all Black people across the diaspora. And yeah, I feel like the internal kerfuffles kind of make me disappointed. But also 
they bring up a deeper problem that we have within our community. I agree. And kind of to expand upon that, some of the discourse that I was seeing online when I was researching for the episode was people kind of creating a separation between HBCU culture and Black culture. So do y'all have any thoughts on that? If there is a separation at all, or if you think they're one and the same? To me, when I think about HBCU culture, I think about it standing or sitting under Black culture as a whole. We created HBCUs for obviously Black people. We implemented our culture in it, our history in it, our political movement struggles, social movement struggles. I think that a lot of the things are included, like majorette teams, are therefore, yeah, a part of Black culture as a whole. I think that question is a little tough for me just because I agree a lot of the strides that the Black community has taken derived from people who went to HBCUs or occurred at HBCUs just because of the resources and, you know, like their communities of mobilized Black people. So a lot more progress can take place in that way. But at the same time, the greater Black community isn't educated on HBCUs or HBCU culture. You know, like you could go to a predominantly Black city, like I'm from Oakland, California. And when I went home wearing a Morehouse sweatshirt, I had tons of people ask me if I went to Morehouse. And anyone that goes to an HBCU is like, well, that's not really possible. So I think in that way, there is still some separation because what everyone in the HBCU community knows isn't necessarily known on the outside. I think specifically in this case, to go off of what Ty was saying as well, the outrage coming from the HBCU community didn't feel like, oh, like our people coming at us, but it felt very divisive because the girls that created this team go to a PWI and they still very much so feel on the outside of HBCU cultures and communities. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, I think you both made great points. Another question that we had, should Black students who HBCUs are not accessible to be allowed to seek out and cultivate that culture at PWIs? And if so, to what extent do you guys think so? In my opinion, I believe that, like you said, because HBCUs aren't widely acceptable, I think that education should be accessible to everybody, especially Black people. So I do think that it's important that students at PWIs, that they actually, like, you know, find time to dig out a place within the school that they don't feel so suffocated by their differences in. And I think that it is in Black nature to find community, or it should be. And personally, I don't really... <laughs> like to get into the HBCU versus PWI debate because to me a black person is a black person and an educated black person is an educated black person and it feels very talented tense when people try to be like oh because I have this HBCU education I am so much more Africanist and just womanist when that's not inherently the truth because we as we know as Spelmanites you know there are some people in our own population that don't internalize our history and theory in the way that they should necessarily. So yeah, I'm always open to, you know, Black people finding and cultivating space for themselves and space for anything when it comes to academics or when it comes to artistic expression. 
Yeah, I 100% agree with that sentiment. And I actually love that. An educated Black person is 100% educated Black person. And I actually don't agree with the divisiveness at all. And I definitely know that from personal experience, going to a PWI, it could be like a very isolating experience. And honestly, I think that students, Black students there should find community in whichever way they can. And I'm 100% with them cultivating HBCU culture and starting it over there for a little bit, you know, if it brings that sense of community or it helps them feel a little bit less isolated. Because, I mean, we all kind of know what that's like. I do agree with Nimo's sentiments and reasonings. I definitely think that PWIs can be an isolating space. Coming from a predominantly white community of my own, I can definitely see how taking some HBCU cultures and just ways of organizing and creating community can be such an impactful point in like your college experience and just in your life experience. As someone who's like a young adult and you're trying to find yourself and you're trying to figure out more of your identity, I think as a Black person, it's really important to have that community around you. And I think that the culture that HBCUs create definitely helps with that. So in that sentiment, I think that PWIs can be a space where Black people adopt HBCU cultures. I guess I could pose just one more question. Olivia, how has your experience being a part of Mahogany Emotions shifted the context of your Spelman experience? Furthermore, like what has it meant to you? Well, it's been a super integral part of my experience. My freshman year, I served as a manager for the team and then joined the team my sophomore year and continued on all the way through my senior year. The time commitment alone made it kind of the primary priority. But the reason I joined the team was because of the strong legacy of Spelmanites and Spelman women that were on the team before. And it gave me this great appreciation for that line of people and just the history of HBCUs, the history of creative expression in the HBCU community and the development of a Black woman, a Black person in this space. Every person before me that was on the team, I've gotten to know and learned so much from, and it's helped shape how I see myself just like as a functioning member of society and how I see my contribution here. So it's it's meant a lot. It meant that I had a lot of pioneers before me kind of guiding my matriculation through Spelman and then just further guiding my matriculation into adulthood. Yes, yeah, so I think it's given me a pretty clear vision on the kind of person I want to be and given me very great tools on how to achieve that. Yeah, thank you for that answer. And Olivia, if I can ask you another question, how could you see being at another institution, specifically a PWI, and being on a white dance team change the way you view Blackness and HBCU culture? That's a really interesting question. I've never really been in a predominantly white space. So, well, I guess it's not really true, but I've never belonged to a predominantly white like association or anything. So I'm not really sure how that would change my perspective. I would hope that it would give me greater appreciation for HBCUs. 
I can't imagine that it would feel competitive in any kind of way. So I think I would just be seeking the validation from the HBCU community since that would be the inspiration for the team. And I think it would have to come with great pride for my Black identity because I'm trying to bring that into a space where it's not already recognized. Thank you. I think that's a very valid answer. When I think about that question, I'm not a dancer myself, but I feel like I would just feel this sort of longing to be a part of the HBC culture, to be a part of my Blackness, especially if that's kind of where I come from or if that's something that I definitely take pride in. So yeah, your answer is very valid and I definitely agree with it. This was a great conversation, you guys. I'm really thankful for you, Olivia, for coming to speak with us and share in this dialogue. And I'm really proud of the conversation that we've had today. We discussed dance line majorette culture, who HBCU culture is historically geared towards and kind of grappled with how we fall into that. And we got into Olivia's personal experiences with Mahogany Emotion and how that has set her up for matriculation through Spellman, but also sisterhood and matriculation in life and, you know, being set up in the correct way for whatever she wants to do. And thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Blue Record. And please read our blog on theblurecordpodcast.com. And don't forget to listen and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Thank you. Bye.